0: The
1: is from to Let us be attentive.
0: have observed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions, my sufferings, what befell me at Antioch, at Iconion, and at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil men and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceivers and deceived. But as for you, I continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus.
1: with you all, and with your spirit, the reading is from the gospel (laughs) according to St. Luke, let us be attentive, glory to you, O Lord, glory to you, the Lord said this parable, two men went up into the temple to pray a Pharisee, and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. The tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven but he beat his breast saying God be merciful to me a sinner I tell you this man went down to his house justified rather than the other for everyone who exalts himself will be humble but he who humbles himself will be
0: I
2: know oh, Father Matthew's using a podium today. It's going to be a long one. I <laughs> have a lot of good words I'd like to quote. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In case you haven't noticed, in less than two weeks, we will have the Winter Olympics. They'll be in South Korea. Have you seen any of the news about this, perhaps? Started watching your favorite athletes again, all of those kinds of things? I want you to envision a little scene at the Olympics. You're in the, uh, the ice skating rink and you see this figure skater doing all of these amazing tricks, doing so well that he goes and takes the gold medal. Literally, he goes up, steps up on the side at the end of his performance, grabs the gold medal and says, it's mine, I've got it. That'd be bizarre, wouldn't it? It'd be even more bizarre if this ice skater had been falling along the way and things like that. So what does this have to do with a homily? Well, St. Cyril of Alexandria says, No one who's skilled in wrestling, or in this case, ice skating or whatever, crowns himself. And no one receives the crown from himself, but waits for the summoning of the referee. Now, of course, St. Cyril wasn't talking about the Olympics. Those weren't happening in his time. He was actually talking about the Pharisee in today's Gospel. In today's Gospel, we hear this stark contrast, a parable between a Pharisee and a tax collector, a publican. And in the Gospel, the Pharisee stood up in the front and he said, "'I thank you, God, that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get.' And it even says, it says he prayed with, thus with himself. In the Greek it's even more clear. It says prosafton. He prayed to himself, towards himself. But the tax collector standing afar off would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. You see, the Pharisee, in his pride, he was trying to steal the crown from the judge, Jesus Christ. He was saying, I made it, I did it, I'm good enough, I'm going to go take that and it's mine now. I'm much better than those people, I'm righteous. So he's just like that ice skater going up and just deciding, I did it, I earned it, congratulations to me. As St. Basil says... He did not wait for the judgment of God, but pronounced it himself. In his pride, he judged himself worthy, and he judged other people unworthy. And you see, this is the true danger of pride, is spiritual blindness. And it makes us blind towards God, and it makes us blind towards the people around us. St. Theophylact of Ohrid says that pride is contempt of God. When a man ascribes his accomplishments to himself and not to God, this is nothing less than the denial of God. How can this be? Pride causes the denial of God, or is the denial of God? Is it true that when we have prideful thoughts, we're denying God? Yes. Yes. You see, because when we're proud, we don't ascribe to the giver of gifts, the gifts that have been given. When we have pride, we forget that things come from God, and not just things, but everything. We say, I did it, I accomplished it, when in fact God is the one that has done it through us. So we deny God with our pride. Pride makes us less able to give thanks to God and less able to see reality, which is that, of course, all things come from God. And if all things come from God, we can do nothing without Him. Of course we know that humility is the opposite of pride, we see that in the example of the tax collector and we know that humbling ourselves will help us to combat pride but there's something else we can do to combat pride as well and that is gratitude thankfulness because when we can more sincerely give thanks to God then what are we doing? We're saying it's not me, I didn't do it, you did it And in this way, we're combating our pride. For example, if I say, I'm a good cook, what am I saying? I'm saying, for one, I made myself that way. I did it, not God, so it's a denial of God. And I'm also saying, implicitly, I'm better than other people. So I'm also distancing myself from other people. If instead, we give thanks to God, thanks be to God, that I'm able to cook anything at all. Then we draw God close to us, and we're not comparing ourselves to the people around us. So those people are closer. And in fact, there's no more anxiety. Because if I prop myself up, what's always the fear? That I'll get knocked down. That somehow, some way, whatever I decided about myself turns out to be untrue, or not as true as I imagined it to be. In addition to making us blind to God, pride makes us blind to our fellow human beings because we look down on them as pride wells up in us. And St. Basil, again, in his commentary, says, Never place yourself above anyone, not even great sinners. Never place yourself above anyone. So, where does that put us? The bottom. That's where we should be placing ourselves. That's what we say in the communion prayers, I the chief among sinners. This is like what Archimandrite Zacharias said about placing himself below everyone. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that there aren't more sinful and less sinful people. Of course not. But what it implies, what it shows, is that we cannot determine that. We cannot decide, oh, this person's better or worse, I'm better or worse, because we're always using imperfect information, partial information. It's only God who has all the information about each of us, about our very souls, about our hearts, what causes us to be the way that we are. So when we place ourselves below everyone, we're simply saying... I don't, know what, I don't know where other people are coming from. I don't know what has caused them to be the way they are. That doesn't matter. I know my own heart, and I know what work I need to do on my own heart. St. Basil even said that the Pharisee made his righteousness void by being guilty of pride. Because in a certain sense, he was righteous before God. He was fasting, he was giving alms, he was a Pharisee, so that means he's following all the laws, at least theoretically of the the, uh, the laws of, of Moses. But he made all of that void by the, being guilty of pride. Of course, St. James in his epistle says that if we're guilty of one part of the law, we're guilty of the whole law. When we compare with others and put ourselves above others, we're just like that figure skater. We're saying, oh, I know I'm better than the, those people. I deserve the gold. I'm going to go grab it because it's mine. Who decided that we are worthier that we decided ourselves? Who made us the judge? St. Theophylact says, If a man believed that he had received as a gift good things that in truth belong to God, he would not despise other men. Let me say that again. If a man believed that he had received as a gift the good things that in truth belong to God, he would not despise other men. So if every single thing in my life, everything about me that is good is from God, how could I despise other people? How could I look at myself as better than other people? This is just a gift that God gave me. It's actually His. And someday I'll be giving it back to Him. This is true for all things in our life. The Theophilus continues, he would instead consider himself just as naked as his fellow man in regards to virtue, except that by the mercy of God, his nakedness has been covered with a donated garment. And this is all of us. We all have these donated garments, which are the virtues that God has given us. And those are the only things that are covering up our nakedness. So as we enter into this period of preparation before Lent, let us seek after humbling ourselves. And if we can't humble ourselves, at least we can give thanks to God. And that in turn will root out that pride that rises up within us. Then we will draw closer to God. Then we will draw closer to our fellow man. And then by God's grace, we will inherit eternal life. Amen.